In England, we're not often growing our own food and a lot of the food that we've, we're purchasing has either been um, processed or treated. Good nutrition lowers your risk mm. of developing chronic disease okay. and promotes good health. Okay. If you don't have healthy fats in your diet, your cells aren't healthy. If yeah. you don't have healthy cells, your tissues aren't healthy. Your body isn't functioning as optimally as it should. One study showed that 7.8 million deaths in a course of one year could have been avoided if people had. What are like benefits and what are the implications of being an avid drinker of coffee? Welcome to the Takeoff Experience where I sit down with highly driven people to talk about their journey, their failures and their successes. If you want to take off in your career, your business, your finances, or your mindset, then this podcast is for you. This episode is sponsored by Money Hub, a secure money management app that helps you to manage your money with ease. The Money Hub app provides you with a single view of all your accounts by letting you connect your bank accounts, your savings accounts, investment accounts, your credit cards, all in one place. To help with your money goals, Money Hub has features that allows you to track your incomings versus your outgoings every single month and also allows you to set and track your spending budgets every single month too. It's a fantastic app, right? Well, you can download the Money Hub app for free by tapping the link in my description. You can use the Money Hub app free for six months with no auto renewal. And if you really like the app, then you can continue using it for only £1.49p per month. It's a deal of the century, right? Well, make sure to go and download the app right now. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Welcome back to the Takeoff Experience. We have a special guest in the building. Rochelle, how are you doing today? I'm good. A little nervous. Nervous? As I said to you before. Yeah. But no, I'm good. It's really good to be here. I'm excited as well. I'm excited for this conversation as well because I actually thought about it. I've I've never actually I've never spoken to a nutritionist before. So it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a very insightful conversation. I think it's gonna be an important conversation. Mm. And I'm sure you're gonna drop us with a lot of gems and insights I'm as well. Try. <laughs> yeah. Um so uh just going back, who is Rochelle? Tell the people who you are. I am first a believer and lover and follower of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. I am a creative. Okay. I create uh, in terms of writing. I write poetry. I do spoken word. Even at church, I'm on the team where we design flyers, um, which also brings me to the fact that I'm a developer. So if you give me something, I will develop it, whether it's an idea, whether it's a flyer, as I just mentioned. I I like to advance things to their fullest capacity. I am a family-orientated person. Okay. I love my family. Um, I am a cat lover. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I got everything. I probably didn't, to be honest, but <laughs> that's a few things for you to work on. Yeah, and I think, you know, it doesn't have to be extensive, right? I think I think there's so many facets to who we are, but I'm, mm. I'm sure that you, you talked about the parts that, you know, are most important um, to yourself. I wanted to go back into your story. Where, where exactly are your parents from? So my family are from Jamaica. My, my father was born in Jamaica. My mum is born was born in Britain but she would class herself as a Jamaican as well because okay. our family's Jamaican. And have you been 
to Jamaica. Oh, before. so many times. Yeah. And I'm grateful. I am so grateful. Um, I I love the country so much. I love the heat. I love <laughs> the sunshine. I love the fact that I can, for instance, when I was at my aunt's home, she just went to a Aki tree, an Aki tree, mm. took the fruit from the tree, washed it and put it in the pan and seasoned it. And, you know, obviously I know we're going to talk about nutrition, but that was just so beautiful to see. In England, we're not often growing our own food. And a lot of the food that we've, we're have we purchasing has either been um, processed or treated. And just to see my aunt do that, it just felt so good mm. to be in Jamaica. And obviously other places around the world, you can easily do that as well. Um, I, I, I just love the culture. I love our history as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm an overcomer. And I think with a lot of Jamaicans, Caribbeans and Africans, I think we are overcomers. And yeah. Agreed. Jamaica. Mm. Agreed. Agreed. We are overcomers for mm-hmm. sure. Oh, my God. That, I, I love that. I could talk about Jamaica. I've never been to Jamaica. I is is on the list mm-hmm. um, for sure. I'm, I am going to the Caribbean this year. Good. Um, so it's going to be nice to 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 go to somewhere else that's not Africa. Yeah. And, you know. Uh, see it yeah i'm very very excited about that can Um, i add something yeah so i actually found out that a large part of my dna ancestry is nigerian really yeah so i i'm trying to learn a bit more (laughs) about nigerian culture but as much as i have you know my family roots in jamaica i appreciate that i'm largely of west african ancestry wow Wow! Wow! Have you been to Nigeria? No. <laughs> it's got to come. It's got to go on the list. It's on my list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Nigeria, Nigeria is nice. Uh, I think when when you go there, you'll just smile. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I don't want to spoil it for you. I want you to kind of have your experience. I don't want to talk too much. I'm sure that you've probably heard from people what it's like. Uh, the Nigerian elections are going on right now as well, yes, actually. I so. Know. Um, yeah, people are following that closely. But yeah, I'm sure people have given you perceptions. But I think it's. It's just one of them places that you kind of have to just go yourself and yeah. then see it for yourself and mm-hmm. uh, see 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 what it is. So did you did you mention that you were born in London? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. What whereabouts uh, in London were you raised? I was actually born in South, but okay. I've mostly lived in East. Oh really? Yeah. Mostly East. Uh, what was that like for you, like growing up in East London? Do I say interesting? <laughs> <laughs> interesting interesting i mean at the time i i guess there wasn't much that i could compare it to Mm -hmm. but when you look back you can say oh yeah that happened that happened that happened so i went to a secondary school that was a girls school okay and um you know girls can be a bit can i say the word um a bit okay okay i think i I I get it yeah yeah they um was quite it it was interesting i mean i appreciate the school i i believe our motto was aiming for excellence Mm -hmm. and then when the school felt like they achieved excellence it was learning for life right and that is i would say it's it's become my motto now maybe not as conscious as the motto being told in your face every day at school. But I definitely, um, one of the ways that I see myself is as a a constant student, constant avid learner. So, you know, attending that school, it had its good, good points 
as many schools do. It being a girls' school and us going through those teenage years and hormones and whatnot, not sometimes it was a bit stressful. Okay. Right. Um, but all in all, it was a good secondary school, and then even sixth form. What I mean, one thing that I appreciate is that it these schools were quite multicultural. Okay. So um, I got to see snippets of life from different cultures and different backgrounds, different faiths. East London is actually a nice melting pot where you get to experience different cultures. And in my career as a nutritionist, I, I try and apply it to uh, making sure that I help people, but in the realms of what they're most likely going to eat. So, for instance, if someone is from a, a West African culture and mm -hmm. they, they eat certain foods, you know, I, I'm fairly first in okay. those foods and I can tell them what things to have and what things potentially they should reduce. Okay. Um, so I, I appreciate East London for that. Okay, okay. cool. <laughs> <laughs> and my schools and everything and my friends. Yeah, East London was interesting. Okay, it is interesting. Yes. I'm it's still, still there. interesting. It's yes. still interesting to be honest. East London, big up East London. Uh, <laughs> um, so okay, so you, you you mentioned that you went to college. Actually, what what when you went to university, what did you actually study at uni? So uh, I studied molecular medicine. Molecular medicine. Did you know that's obviously you chose that. I guess, I did. <laughs> why did you choose molecular medicine? That's such a specific uh, because I, I knew that it would give me the, the tools I needed. So molecular medicine actually includes con conventional medical studies such okay. as physiology, you know, the functions of your tissues as well as anatomy or st um, structure. But then it also looks at microbiology and biochemistry, yeah. which is looking more at the specific pathways in the cells. And then when, once you understand that, you begin to understand how disease affects these pathways or pathways okay. affects these diseases yeah. and how um, pharmaceutical interventions can be used. Okay. to affect those pathways. Wow. So I knew it would give me the foundation that I needed in terms of health. Okay. Um, and, you know, when I was younger, I wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to be a scientist. I wanted to be right. a nurse. Um, I wanted to be everything, but you can see a trend. Mm. I had a mind for science. I had a mind for health. And so that was my trajectory and um molecular medicine provided the foundation yeah for me where did that where did that mind for science i guess come from was it like yeah where, where did it come from yeah so that's a good question i think i don't know everyone has different personalities different likes different interests but I, within me i had an interest to know how things worked okay it for some reason for some reason science excited me um i can distinctly remember wanting my mum to give me money for this mobile library that came to my primary school and there was um this physics book in there and you know it was interactive it wasn't just boring physics okay. it was interactive and um you know it just excited me 
Okay. Yeah, I I don't know how to explain it. I I have an interest to understand why things happen, what's going on. Um, you know, how do interventions affect things? Chemical reactions. I, wow. I just enjoyed it. Wow, that's mm. so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it's like you were born to be a scientist. Some people One say they're the born things. to be like a basketball or footballer. I don't think I've heard many people say that they've been born to be a scientist, but then some people are born to be scientists, I think. They do have the mind for it. Yeah, I yeah. I think, yeah. I believe that God creates people and, you know, we're, we're not clone copies of each other. Yeah. We, we have diverse thoughts and interests and ideas. So, you know, someone's going to have a desire for science. Someone's going to have a desire for football. Um but I think also with me, God gave me another desire or another quality, which was understanding the fragility of life. Mm -hmm. And from a young age, I had that sense about me. So I, I'd, <laughs> I'd be quite empathetic towards people who were suffering um, <laughs> at one point. I sorry I know I'm just I I just have so many thoughts in my head this is what it's like I'm just yeah. trying to catch up with my thoughts and um but I can I can remember one time when I was very young and my great-grandmother was alive I was looking at her hands and holding her hands and I actually started to cry and my family didn't understand what was going on mm. it's like Rochelle you're okay <laughs> um and, and what I what they came to understand and what I come to understand is that I appreciated that she was older she had her ailments okay and that life was not forever mm. and I was very young at the time right and and you know just by being at church from a young age as well I was always surrounded by adults and I just saw all the infirmities that they would have mm. And so I, I, as well as the kind of science, love of science developing, there was this compassion and empathy developing for people suffering, especially when it came to health. Okay. Wow. Mm. Wow. 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 So is that why you went down the nutrition route? Yeah. So okay. um, that's, I, I, I'll level with you. Mm. <laughs> I actually did desire to be a, a doctor. Okay. Um, and then a dietitian. Um, okay, doctor, dietitian. Okay, can you well, talk me through what happened well, there? Yeah. You know, so yeah. even the scientists and the yeah. nurse. Okay. Um, I'll I'll try and talk you through. So studied molecular medicine. Mm -hmm. At the end, I I didn't actually have the grades okay. to go into medicine, so I thought, why bother applying? But at the same time, something else was happening within me. I. I had already experienced complementary medicine when the normal healthcare couldn't fully help my conditions. So you'll find that a lot of nutritionists have or had complex health conditions right. that perhaps normal healthcare wasn't able to fully help with. Right. And so they're looking for that additional support. Yeah. And so as a child, I good grief I had so many issues <laughs> and so my mum actually took me to chiropractors because of the slight curvature in my spine and pain um I I had asthma had 
by the asthma. Um, my mum taught me to herbalist. Um, yeah. I had allergies. My mum took me to, well, a kinesiologist. And, um, you know, those things helped me. So although I, at one point, I had the mindset for conventional medicine, I still had this experience yeah. of complementary medicine supporting me. Okay. So when I finished university, I I started looking at the other options that would complement conventional orthodox medicine. Okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's so interesting. So so do you feel like do you believe that you went down the nutritionist route because like you said, you were you had health stuff that you wanted to deal with right that was very specific that you couldn't get support on so you wanted to figure out that out yourself is that is that what you were saying I'm trying to paraphrase what you were saying um, yeah. so i i think okay half well i'm not sure about half but i would say a percentage of my thought process was that yes yeah. but then even more so i wanted to really understand how nutrition affects health more okay so i understood the pathways of disease through molecular medicine but i wanted to understand more about nutrition yeah and you know one of the things that one of the things that studies show is that doctors are saying that they don't feel like they have enough nutrition nutritional science in their five and additional years of learning so if I could deal with the root and the foundation of disease and good health, then I I could help many people. Remember, I had this sense and could see people, especially the, those that were older, um, struggling and suffering from different health conditions. Yeah. And I, I just felt like if I could deal with the root, if we could deal with, you know, what you're drinking, what you're yeah. eating, then you know the job's half done so to speak yeah yeah that makes sense that makes sense and i feel like nutrition i don't know how much we're, and we're going to talk about this a bit i don't think we i don't think we put that much effort into it to be honest like i said i've never spoken to a nutritionist ever which is not good right like so how, how am i supposed to know what's good for you know i guess we might have a, a slight idea okay vegetables generally are supposed to be good for you but which ones you know okay fried foods are not good for you generally but again yeah i guess we'll, we'll speak about it a little bit more um i wanted to take it back so your first role um as a nutritionist uh, how did that how did that come about i guess how did you get there so 2015 i actually started working for a private doctor in harley street right okay and i actually so the role is because I'm still doing it today, <laughs> part time. Oh, okay. uh, so it's it's personal assistant slash medical secretary. But then he has us, and I say plural us because uh, those who also have my role are nutritionists. Okay. <laughs> so um, he picked very well, and why he picked nutritionists as you know personal assistants and medical secretaries was because he knew that many of his patients are going to be asking questions that he's not necessarily going to have time to deal with, but who can deal with it? Yeah. So us, us nutritionists. So 
so yes, uh, that that's been a role that I've been doing since university. And how I got it was that the head of my course is also a a nurse as well as being a registered nutritional therapist, and um, she used to work for him in York, uh, where I studied, and um, and then he moved to London. And she told us about this role and told me and I applied and I didn't even get the job, <laughs> you know, immediately. Okay. Uh, it was until nine months later that he phoned me and was like, if you still want this job, it's yours. And the reason for me not getting the job at the time was because I think he felt that some someone was more qualified in the sense of using... Apple Max or <laughs> seriously or was it to do with the accounting side of it okay. so you know zero um accounting software okay you know zero 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 uh, like x sage. x e x e r o yeah so you know i had no experience of zero and not that much experience experience of apple max at the time i guess yeah and so so that was a, a bit of a concern, but everything else I had. And so when I did get the job, funny enough, you know, I picked these things up very quickly and it got to a point where some, you know, sometimes they're asking me for help with the Apple computers okay. and the, right. um, well, not so much zero because they're all proficient. They're wonderful. Um, but yeah, it was, it's, it's just really funny the way how things turn out. I have just so many thoughts going through my head as I'm speaking about it with you. One of them <laughs> is to be grateful because um, yeah. when I didn't get the job, there was an opportunity for me to be like, oh, I didn't get this job. Yeah. But that's not the stance that I took. At the time I was working for a specialist eye care um, company as an eye care technician. And, you know, I just said, I'm still very grateful that I have this current job and I know that things are coming my way so wow yeah that's amazing and it's i think i think networking is important right because you got mm -hmm. it through your your network right yes. that's how you got it and you're still working at this at this uh, job today yeah which is time. crazy mm. um talking about that you 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 started a, a business ellie rock l rock nutrition l, l rock nutrition yeah. right at what point did you start that and what was the like motivation to to start it so mid 2016 okay towards the end mid towards the end um motivation well the motivation is to to prevent unnecessary suffering right it's going back to that that sense and feeling that i had and have f since a child so i want to give people the tools to be in health and live in freedom there there's just so many so many things that we can do with our our diet our nutrition our lifestyles that can help us live better lives and so yeah that's my motivation or love part it. of it love it and you still have that motivation <laughs> yeah. to, to today what what um, you know i'm curious about this what are your day-to-day -day and week-to-week -week activities you know in, in in your business yeah so um part-time private doctor and then in my own time i'm doing the usual things like checking emails from clients as well as prospective clients i'm taking 
discovery calls. So I use a, an app called Calendly and yeah. um, brilliant app. Yeah, I heard that's great. Allows okay. people to just book 15 minutes with me to talk for free and just to find out if I'm the right, right practitioner for them. Um, um, how my services can help them achieve their goals. So I'm having discovery calls. I could be doing research and that could be research for an upcoming com consultation. It could be research for a, an article, a blog post, a social media post. I am, what else am I doing? I want to say bookkeeping, but sometimes <laughs> that's just like left till December and January. Naughty. Uh, what else am I doing? So I, there's some clients who are with me for more of a longer term period. And so they're sending me their diet diaries. They're sending okay. me pictures of what they're eating. And then I'm really? giving them feedback okay. on that. Um, yeah. It, it offers accountability. Yeah. Do some of them shy away from sending you pictures? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I always, always encourage people to be as honest with me and as yeah. accurate. I'm not here to judge you. I'm here to feedback and point you in the right direction. And if you want the most from me as a practitioner, you have to just be honest and open and yeah. i imagine it's the same in you know other therapies like cbt and seeing psychologists you yeah. know it's that kind of same patient or client relationship that's yeah. required wow that's amazing on that note what is the benefit of having a nutritionist really sell <laughs> it to me <laughs> really sell it okay yeah. so good nutrition lowers your risk mm. of developing chronic disease okay. and promotes good health. Okay. When you have someone like me, they're going to use nutritional science to help you lower your risk of chronic conditions and increase your risk of good health. Okay. Wow. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's an elevated pitch. That's like an epic elevated pitch. It's not... It's not too wordy. It's very specific, straight to the point, and it tells me how you know how how, how I can be helped. I have honestly. more wordy elevator <laughs> pictures than that, so we thank God for the shorter version. <laughs> um. So what what are you trying to achieve with L Rock Nutrition? Like, what's the I guess I don't want to call it end goal, but what what's mm -hmm. like what were you trying to achieve with it? Okay. So you know, as I mentioned, really giving people the tools so that they are able to live and be in health, not suffer unnecessary. And I think unnecessary is a key word because once you have the knowledge to lower your risk from chronic um, disease, then, you know, why are you suffering? Yeah. So really giving people the, the tools. So, so how do I do that in the best and effective way? Well, one of the things that I would like to do is reach vulnerable adults in residential care homes you know I actually used to work in a residential care right. home I'd like to reach prisons and schools and I believe that they would have by but well by reaching these people would have such a maximum effect on society so end goal or my thought process is to expand my reach that could potentially also involve courses as well 
podcast. Okay, that would be very interesting. <laughs> Might need it to is, call it you. is an untapped area, and like I said, the knowledge is not there. So you know, I think it's important. Yeah. Again, which is why which is why I wanted to seek you out and and do this episode because this is not a conversation. I've never had this conversation with anybody. I'm, I'm, yeah, we we said this off camera. I've never mm-hmm. had this kind of conversation about anybody's all assumptions on what we think is good to eat and what's, mm. you know, what's bad to eat. Um, so yeah, I'm really grateful. I'm really grateful that you're here. Um, I'm happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, what what tools would you say that you've gained during your time, you know, running your business? Oh, tools. Ah. Uh, well, I'll talk about the things that I've learned. Yeah. All right. So I've learned that it's so good to find someone who understands business better than you do. Right. So I actually do have a business mentor. And I, when I was starting out, I managed to get onto the Princess Trust Enterprise. And they helped me so much. They give you the the fundamentals in starting a business they gave you a template for the business plan they uh, helped with by providing workshops on how to fill that plan out and they brought in professionals people with such experience to to speak to us answer questions and help so and and then I I have my business mentor so that's one of my tips um one of my tools that i've gained is you know finding someone who understands the the craft better than yourself i've learned to use calendly <laughs> which is a brilliant app as I, as i mentioned before what were you using before that <laughs> nothing yeah. getting dms <laughs> basically oh gosh nah. <laughs> um, that's crazy yeah Okay. It's funny, right? Like before these systems were here, probably were struggling mm. with these other things, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so automation is key. So even even in the job that I'm working in now, just being observant of the clinical practice so I can adopt them to my own practices, even clinical forms, you know, <laughs> not copying them, because you know the doctor's work is slightly different from my own but I can still take things so sometimes it's good to get experience in an in an area if you can work a few months or a year in an area that is close to your field so that you can just gain little insights there are always insights to be gained I know there are so many more tools if you if if you if you think (laughs) of any throughout the conversation let us know Okay, so just outsourcing again, outsourcing and investing in yourself. So outsourcing in the sense, like I did, of paying someone to design your website. Now, I could have potentially designed my website and I don't know if it would have looked like the one that I have today, Mm -hmm. but I, I could have done something, but that would have taken me a long time to learn. I would have had to have looked at all the YouTube tutorials <laughs> and try my best coding, which I I really don't know how to do. And um, all to save myself, you know, a few hundred pounds. Whereas it, when you outsource and you have to be wise in doing so, but when you outsource, you know, you're letting the person use their abilities to help you and you free up your time 
to do what you need to do yeah. in your area of expertise. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. I was wondering, um, what what are some of the challenges that you've that you've faced, I guess, with with your business, and how have you, I guess, overcome them? Uh-huh. So, so one of the honest challenges that I have faced is the dealing with the imposter syndrome. Right. Okay. Uh, which I know is a term that is being used a lot these days, but yeah. That's been difficult at times, but one of the ways that I have gotten over it is by remembering what I'm doing, like going right back to the root of why I'm doing this. What's my mission? What's my passion? Why am I here? Why is this business here? So that helps. And um, clients not filling out their forms. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, um, people just don't like to fill in admin forms because they just... It's lazy, I have not another form to, to, to fill in again. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And this is why I thank God for my business mentor because he he was like, Rochelle, yeah, if you send out a form, especially before someone has paid, yeah, it could put them off. Not because the form is bad, but, you know, it's just a bit compre- um, comprehensive. But once you take a person's money... <laughs> that increases compliance like nobody's business so it just that simple change yeah just really helped get the ball rolling um yeah that's why you just need someone else to to advise you and encourage you it's so helpful yeah it's it's funny because you he's they're right they're absolutely right like (laughs) <laughs> people do not play with their money people do not play with their money they, they'll make sure they get their money's worth so they're going to fill in that form yes. they're going to come and get their session they're going to do everything so yeah absolutely right that is wow that's that's great that's great that's great feedback um in terms of your successes what would you say are some of your biggest successes so client wise a recent client actually actually told me that the female chronic health condition that she has within just a few months of seeing me all her symptoms went and you know it's not that I'm surprised oh my gosh it but it was just really good to hear that when you know that someone's going through pain and um you know feeling discomfort and to hear that all the symptoms have gone it's amazing and um my food and nutrition <laughs> uh, and then another thing was you know sometimes I, I try and keep in touch with old clients or sometimes I might even just bump into someone and and someone's uh, and sorry an elderly client's daughter told me that their mother was still following the things that I had had wow. recommended and she believes that's one of the reasons why the mother is still here today and the mother is, I think, uh, mid nineties onwards. Wow. So that was That's insane. Yeah, that was really good. You know, th- this is what I'm here for. This is it's it's a blessing to hear. Wow, that's amazing. I love hearing stories like that because it, you know, you're actually doing something that's actually having a real impact, and it's having an impact on people's health. You know, mm. we only have one health, right? Mm. If that goes then there's not much you can do right there it is you only have it once you only have one heart 
You're not getting another one. <laughs> really, realistically, you're not going to get another one. You know, it's not easy to anyway. I know some people transplant and stuff like that, but generally speaking, mm. it's, it's not something else that you get. Okay, cool. So I want to now talk about nutrition and health because, uh, you know, this is this is where I'm, uh, this is what I'm very, very curious about. Um, so plantain, I eat, <laughs> I eat plantain. <laughs> not all the time, not as much as I used to when I was living at home. I probably don't eat it as much now. Um, but it is, it is a favourite amongst um, African and Caribbean community. Yeah. And it can be a regular part of uh, the diet. So I wanted to know what are the dangers of it being a regular part of someone's diet? What are the dangers of yeah. plantain? Gosh, I feel like people could come for me. <laughs> and what are the benefits <laughs> as well? The, okay. Yeah, let's not just, we can do, you know, <laughs> let's keep it balanced. Yes, <laughs> please. Um, so the, okay, so plantain, I know for my Caribbean people, plantain, but plantain <laughs> um, is high in fiber. Yeah. So fiber is great for our digestive system, for getting rid of toxins and excess hormones and used cholesterol so fiber oh and feeding those gut microbes as well fiber is great plantain also contains uh, it's a rich source in vitamin a great for eyes and the immune system as well as vitamin c and vitamin b6 which is good for the absorption of magnesium and it also contains magnesium and potassium which is great for regulating your blood pressure it is a starchy fruit so i so when it comes to you know starchy foods i would say try not to fill more than a quarter of your plate or your meal with those starchy vegetables or starchy fruit um but when it when it does come to plantain, another thing that I would just want people to be aware of is if they're frying it, what type of oils they're frying it in. So you can have certain type of oils that are mainly mainly polyunsaturated fats, and I know that might sound like a big term, but essentially those types of fat like corn oil and soy oil oil and sunflower oil they can be quite chemically sensitive and um, not very heat resistant so when you heat um, and fry foods in those types of oils they can produce things oxidants free radicals that can harm us Really? Or create, you know, yeah, How they're harmful. Like, oh, and I thought it was healthier. Oh my god! <laughs> so if you have, this is why we're having this conversation. So Man. you know, <laughs> with with um certain oils like hemp oil and flaxseed oil, yeah. you can have them cold pressed, and you can just have them cold, right? Um, okay. And don't heat them. Yeah. But you know, there are other oils like saturated fat. Um, monounsaturated fats yeah. such as coconut oil and avocado oil which are more heat resistant right, okay. and less chemically sensitive so those are the types of oils to be frying with at higher temperatures really mm-hmm. oh my gosh gosh but you know why i avoided those right is mm-hmm. is because i well it seems like they're fattier so that's why i avoided <laughs> coconut Oil and the other one, not avocado. avocado. I don't know. I've never, I didn't know avocado oil existed. Yeah. 
Seriously? Was, yeah. It, I don't I don't love the taste, but it's okay with certain foods. Yeah. Because I believe variety is the spice of life, so I do try and change it up. But you know what? I don't blame you, Eto, because there have been so many so many different things in the news and in the press over yeah. the years fats are bad coconut is bad you know they used to say all of these things but you know as science progresses and prevails and studies are done we we begin to understand that actually coconut is coconut and coconut oil is good for you right yeah. okay healthy fats are necessary yeah. for living for life okay. if you don't have healthy fats in your diet your cells aren't healthy if yeah. you don't have healthy cells your tissues aren't healthy your body isn't functioning as optimally as it should wow okay wow that's so interesting okay so the, the plantain doesn't sound it didn't sound too bad it sounded it sounds more bad depending on the oil you should use to fry it right but if you're like boiling some people mm -hmm. I, i've had boiled plantain right and with yam <laughs> shout out to shout out to the nigerians that i eat. i don't know if anybody <laughs> eats that about nigerians i don't i'm not Hello, sure if anybody eats jamaicans what boiled yam and okay. plantain uh, plantain yeah okay well, yeah, okay boiled plantain oh, oh okay fair enough yeah we don't really have boiled plantain in my house we do <laughs> you know we do plantain different ways but yeah, yeah you're right yeah Sorry. oven as well I take it back. Oven no no it's all right it's all right <laughs> You know, but yeah, try it out. Try it out one time. Um, okay, so another favorite of mine. This is like a Nigerian staple, jollof rice, right? Mm. From a nutritionist point of view, what's your what's your what's your thoughts on on jollof rice? So, put nutrition to the side for a second. Yeah. I love jollof rice. <laughs> okay, put the hat back on. Um, so, a few thoughts. And, and just once again thinking about people potentially in the mm -hmm. comment section <laughs> but um don't come for me um no so there's ways to make things healthy and i think one of the keys to life and nutrition diet is everything in moderation so when it comes to jollof rice i would love to see people having brown rice right, instead okay. of white rice never ever seen it before yeah in rice, yeah and um you know some people might be like oh no i'm not going to try brown rice but you know you can try something mm. and then if you don't like it come back to me we'll yeah. talk but the importance is that you try first so that's one thing i i just wish that because sorry i need to add a bit more context so why um brown rice and not white rice is because white rice is refined so it's been mm. stripped of nutrients it's been stripped right. of its bran so it means that it has less fiber in it okay. it has less of b vitamins that mm. we need for energy and um a process called methylation we it, it, it's just been stripped of so much that and on top of that it doesn't balance your blood sugar as well as you would want something right, to. Okay. So when you have whole grain foods, like brown rice, it balances your blood sugar better than if you had had the refined, strict um, version of okay. that food. So that's why I encourage people. Yeah. And you know, w when your blood sugar levels are out of balance, it, you know your insulin which is a hormone that deals with the blood sugar it goes up and down and that can cause havoc on your cravings 
okay. um, your energy levels, right. um, your satiety, which is the feeling of um, being full. And, you know, in, in the presence of high blood sugar, glucose, and high insulin, your body starts to store fat. Which, you know, for, yeah, for a lot good. of people, they don't that's want that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So that's that's why I'm always, well, I like to talk about blood sugar. I like to talk about whole grain foods. And then the, the, I guess the other thing that I would say with jollof rice is just to try and ensure that when you are using seasoning, and, you know, this is not just for jollof, this is across the board when you're cooking with food, when you're using seasoning, ensure that it doesn't have a monosodium glutamate in it which okay. is a flavor enhancer that is often added to food i think sometimes the number is um e number is e621 i hope that's right but it, it it's it's not good for the the human body too much glutamate in your system can be quite toxic like neurotoxin and so that's that's not something we want so yeah just just be aware what's in your seasoning if you mm -hmm. can do your seasoning from scratch that's fantastic yeah. and you know if you can try and have brown whole grain rice um yeah. to use yeah okay what's the, what was the effect of that i don't know what what that that word you said um, msg yeah, okay, that's MSG. So mm -hmm. that's another name for MSG. Mm. MSG is I know I know that's on pizzas and stuff like that, and that's what makes it taste good, right? Well, yeah, we perceive it to taste better. Mm. Okay. And okay, so what 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 are the what are the effects of that, I guess, over the long term for your health? So well one of the the effects is is that it can ex well so it gives you additional glutamate that you shouldn't have okay from this artificial yeah. source and you know having too much glutamate in the system can harm your nervous system your your neurons and even in you know bipolar disorder sometimes you'll see too much or high amounts of glutamate within that condition so msg is, you we we don't really want it in our food wow well, i can't probably can't answer you this question but i'm just thinking what so why do they just put it in the food when it's not good for us that um, Atto, you could answer about so many things. Yeah, there are a lot of things. I mean, okay, this is kind of this is scary stuff. <laughs> I know, I know that this is an important conversation to have with you, but this is it's a little bit scary. <laughs> it's a bit scary. It is good bad. news as well. It's good. Like, you know, this is why I talk about the tools. That if we're just yeah. a bit more obs, if we have the knowledge, and then we become more yeah. observant when we're buying things. Like yeah. people see me when I'm eating, I'm just constantly looking at labels. Yeah, like, Michelle. But th this is what I do. It's I, important. I enjoy it as well. But if people just be looked at labels a bit more, yeah. And you know, if there's things on labels that you don't understand, you don't recognize, it don't looks like a eating. chemical. Yeah. It's probably best to try and avoid it or reduce it in yeah. your diet. So yeah, don't be scared. Just apply this wisdom <laughs> yeah no to be fair to be honest i think you're right i think we consume stuff that we don't even know what it is let's be real 
we didn't go to we didn't study science at uni so do we even know what it is we just telling is this extract is that but did any of us actually go online to i mean some people might actually go online and search but majority of us don't search mm -hmm. online and see see what this is and if it's actually harming us we kind of trust that because we're in the uk and that they have certain standards it shouldn't harm us i think that's what we're kind of relying on but okay mm. <laughs> so which food is bad for us mm -hmm. but it doesn't have the reputation that is bad for us so for example we obviously know like well i think we know that fried chicken is not great for us right that's that's got a reputation but are there any foods out there that that don't have that reputation but actually they're secretly they're not great for us can i say energy drinks <laughs> you can say whatever you want because sometimes and i guess from more of a media standpoint they're you know advertised as you know yeah, it's going to keep you awake. It's going to keep you functional, your cognitive function. It's going to increase your performance in the gym. But, you know, these drinks tend to be very high in caffeine, very high in artificial things again. Yeah. And some of them could even be potentially high in sugar. You have to watch out for these ones. And so what these things do, they might give you temporarily temporary energy but it's going to cost you later on you'll be at a deficit so yeah i i'm not a fan of energy drinks even though i lived on them in uni yeah i think most of us lived mm -hmm. on them in, and pro in plus uni. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah pro plus it's so crazy so i guess i guess i guess the question is is why do people go for energy drinks right to give them energy and what alternatives i guess should they be trying to cure the source of the issue or should they try to find good alternatives to energy drink oh absolutely they should try and find a source and you know this is partly what we we nutritional therapists do we try and look at what is going on what is the root cause so you know sometimes your energy could be low because you haven't slept that well sometimes you you need to either improve in terms of not eating so late so your body yeah. is having to deal with all that excess um, food and the digestion sometimes it's because we're not exposing ourselves to light earlier on in the day sometimes we're exposing ourselves to blue light uh, right into the night <laughs> sometimes it's a, a lack of magnesium and so you know once you start looking at your life like what are you doing is is there stress are you not eating dark green leafy vegetables that will help you with your magnesium intake you know and 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 then when you look at the root cause try and deal with it to the best of your ability i mean obviously if you're going to work and you're tired and you need something to pick you up yeah you could consider an alternative try and have a a a protein um and and fat snack and i'm, I'm sure you'll be able to find some carbs 
that will accompany it because it, sometimes it's quite you know hard to to avoid carbs for some people yeah but you know some people just need to quickly grab a protein little egg bod egg yeah can i mention night shops and stuff prep you know prep do this little egg i don't really eat egg like that but they just do this little egg container you know sometimes the energy is because your blood sugar isn't balanced and that's your body is calling for um you know all the macronutrients protein um fat and yes maybe a bit of carbs and so you just need to eat sometimes it's that that simple you don't need to be reaching for like a, a high sugar or high caffeinated drink. Sometimes it's just about eating the right foods to give you that energy, that fuel back. Yeah, wow. On that topic, what what foods would you say are are good to for us to add to our diet? I know there's loads Ooh, of foods, but what yeah. would be like some of your recommended ones? Ah, okay. So, where do I start? So, so add whole foods. So whole grain foods foods that are not that are not processed right, as okay. much add fats okay healthy fats okay so that could look like oily fish that could look like nuts and seeds add healthy protein that could look like meat poultry fish again white fish Eggs, which also contain fat as well, and nuts and seeds are high in protein as well. Start adding those foods, especially into your meals. A lot of people's breakfasts are very carb-dense, carb-heavy. Start adding protein and fat into your breakfast. You will have more energy to expend throughout the day. What else should you add? Yes, vegetables. And I feel like me saying that, People will just feel like it's a cliche. Yeah. But how do I make it not a cliche? Let me give you a statistic. One one um study showed that I think seven point eight million deaths in a course of one year could have been avoided if people had around ten portions of vegetables and fruit per day. And so when I tell people minimum five but aim for for seven portions of veg and fruit oh it's too hard oh uh, uh. but if i tell you you are lowering your risk of untimely death 7.8 million people didn't need to die mm. i'm talking about strokes yeah. cardiovascular disease coronary heart disease you know all these things that people didn't need to go through and the key was to eat more veg and fruit Mm, that's crazy that's wow that is actually that's crazy yeah that's crazy that's crazy yeah that's crazy our habits right right wow wow that's amazing thank you so much talking about fat right and this was something that was taking the world by storm (laughs) keto diet right Mm. now i know i know from my understanding keto diet had something to do with fats like eating a lot of fats but i don't know what type of fats now I've, i've heard you talk about healthy fats i guess what are your thoughts on the keto diet itself it's not so nobody really talks about it anymore but bef- mm. a couple of years back everybody was talking yeah, about this diet it's all the rage yeah so there are different versions 
of the ketogenic diet and yeah you're right it's a diet that it includes high fat and low carbs and so you know especially short term it can be very effective so it can be very effective for weight loss because the body becomes more adapted to burning fat your fat and it it has been used i know um to with sufferers of epilepsy um it has been shown to reduce inflammation in the body um so there there are benefits for short-term usage of the keto diet but one has to be careful when you do low carb you will be getting low fiber and when you have low fiber you're not supporting your digestive system Um, you're not supporting the uh, community of microbes uh, bacteria yeast fungi did I get that all right? <laughs> <laughs> You're not supporting the microbes in your gut. And um, uh, and that can cause problems. That can cl- cause inflammation, which is not good for the body at all. So, and there are a few other risks as well. One is you have to be very careful with your bone health. But, yeah, so... So, so there are positives especially when it's done short term you know at at work actually when i work for the doctor we tend to use a a modified version of okay. the ketogenic right, okay. diet um and we definitely look at including low carb vegetables okay yeah okay so that's a that's a good, good alternative amount. low carb and what 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 are these low carb vegetables i wouldn't know of any of heads is spinach one yeah leafy okay. greens leafy is greens okay so one. like your spinach your kale would be spinach, would be good one lettuce rocket, as well lettuce okay. yeah okay okay huh okay so leafy greens okay so that's what i'll be looking at the leafy <laughs> greens um so we were talking about pick me ups a bit earlier like energy drinks and one of the probably the number one it's not even defined as an energy drink the number one pick me up is probably coffee mm. coffee has got i would say the world coffee's got the the world addicted i am i'm personally not a coffee drinker i don't okay. really i've never i've never really bought into it i don't feel i need it i, I don't need it <laughs> if i'm tired i just naturally just wake up throughout the day and it, it well that's what happens right you you do things you get energized mm. you forget that you're tired of course yes you you might be flagging but i don't need coffee to oh yeah let me you know plus i don't really like it because it makes you feel i think wired at times mm-hmm. um but you know some people some people drink that like you know two three times a day maybe even more i think um i went to prep to get um a hot chocolate mm. of course this was at like 6 p.m., right? And people were getting coffee at 6 p.m. I'm thinking, are you going to be able to go to sleep tonight? Yeah, like, it is. literally mm-hmm. drinking coffee. It's the end of the day. What are you, what are you thinking? <laughs> what are you thinking? It was packed. Like, it was packed. Like, what are you thinking? So I'm, I'm guessing, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to understand what are like, I guess, you know, the benefits and what are the implica- implications of, you know, being, you know, an avid drinker of coffee? Mm, good question. So, um, 
this is another area where science and and media and press, you know, started off in a slightly different uh, mentality or thought towards coffee. Um, you know, at times it has been deemed as bad. But once again, as you know, science conti- continues, investigations continue. Um, science largely agrees that coffee is a healthy drink if you can tolerate it well. Okay. So if so, it, it, it's rich in antioxidants. It's actually been um, shown, shown to lower the risk of developing dementia, Alzheimer's, um, Parkinson's disease, I believe, as well. Um, it has a pre- it, it has a protective effect on our neurons in our nervous system. So, so those are the benefits. But going back to kind of that that toleration of it, if you are not sleeping well, if you're having problems with the quality of your sleep, going to sleep, falling asleep when you're in bed you might need to consider whether caffeine is having an effect on you and so then what you do is you you might want to completely remove it or reduce it or have decaf or even um, change the time at which you stop having caffeine so bring it earlier who else can't deal with caffeine too well? <laughs> so those who who might have something called um, suboptimal adrenal function, they might not always do so well with caffeine. And in terms of the amount that you should have in a day, well, I, I believe the range between, so the range of caffeine, the maximum intake of caffeine is 300 400 milligrams and so each cup of coffee is a hundred around a hundred milligrams three cups is 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 okay it's okay for you but if we're going to the four five and i'll question why are you drinking four five of like you're drinking it like it's water (laughs) at that point right yeah it's a bit okay 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 that's i I think that's i think a lot of listeners will breathe a sigh of relief and be like (laughs) yes at a you know coffee's coffee's actually good for us you need to join us on, on that side um okay that's 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 a relief i still actually like to recommend you know green tea i guess a part yeah. of me is still like oh yeah. science in you know the media used to say it's bad yeah. so um i you know i do remind people that there are other drinks out there there, yeah. there is green tea there are yeah. herbal drinks i'm a lover of herbal tea and fruit yeah. tea so you know try other things and it's um sometimes it's not always about getting to the maximum or something you know as i said before everything in um moderation you know but obviously when it comes to looking at things therapeutically and you're trying to get a therapeutic effect then sometimes you have to look at getting a maximum or something yeah. but that's a different story yeah amazing amazing okay so i'm, I'm gonna put a disclaimer here uh, people who are vegans i know people who are <laughs> vegans do not do not come for us because we. this is a conversation. We're opening <laughs> up this conversation to the world. Again, we all want to have a better understanding because I would imagine, I'm, again, there's some. there might be some vegans that do a massive amount of research and there might be some mm. vegans who are like, you know what, I want to be a vegan from an environmental perspective yes. or I don't like meat or whatever, right? But I guess from my perspective, I wanted to understand, again, what are the benefits and the drawbacks to 
you know, being a, a vegan. So when you are eating a vegan diet that is full of whole foods, so, right, okay. you know, the lack of processed or very minimal processed foods, you know, once again, you are getting those, you should be getting fiber, you should be getting so many nutrients, uh, especially from all that vegetables and, and the fruit that you are eating, which is supporting the, the general main, maintenance of your health and your metabolism. You know, a whole food vegan diet and whole food vegetarian diet is 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 good. The the process types of vegan and vegetarian diets not so good. Right. You know, you once again you you might buy something that is um free from or um vegan friendly but it could have just so many fillers excipients and things that have been added unnecessarily that might put a toll on your body um to digest to to process to detox and that's not good that's not what we're looking for i i do want to add as well that vegans and vegetarians uh, more so vegans that they just pay attention and and just be careful uh to to keep their b12 uh, level up because okay. vitamin b12 is largely found in you know meat meat products um uh, so and vitamin b12 is needed for your cells energy red blood cell function everything and so people need to be careful also your your sink levels make sure you're getting those nuts and seeds in which are high in sink mm-hmm. Uh, what else there's so many things iron okay you know yes there are plant-based forms of iron and when you're having foods vegan sources of iron such as spinach again rich in iron yeah okay it, it actually these these foods actually contain something that can actually reduce the absorption of iron so although it's packed with iron it can also reduce the absorption of iron. Interesting. And so what you should try and do is combine vitamin C when having vegan sources of iron okay. because vitamin C um, helps the uptake and absorption of iron. Um, vitamin A for your skin sometimes. Once again, vitamin A is that, that, that vitamin that is quite prevalent in meats and animal products. And um, the plant version, beta carotene, not everyone can convert it well. Mm-hmm. I don't even think I convert it that well because I've, I've done my uh, DNA testing. And um, I think the, the, um, the statistic is around 42% of people don't convert beta carotene well into the active form of vitamin A that we need. So you have to have to kind of be aware of that and vitamin a once as i said you know needed for your immune system we've Mm -hmm. just come out of a pandemic needed for your eyes healthy skin um so you know some some vegans and vegetarians they they need to be aware of these things and consider supplementation as well okay that's a big thing yeah amazing amazing of course, I'm a, I'm a meat eater, so I'm gonna I, I want to <laughs> ask this question. What what are the we we talked about the benefits of 
of you know meat and dairy what are the drawbacks of meat and dairy i think it's only fair right uh, i've asked yeah. about the drawbacks of veganism <laughs> let's ask about you know the drawbacks of meat eaters okay so once again i i think there's there are mixed views in regards to to meat and dairy <laughs> one thing i'd say about meat is to make sure that you're not having processed meat okay so them sausages that you have on saturdays like maybe give them a miss right for a okay. long time <laughs> you know um so processed processed red meat shouldn't really be in our diet and if you are going to have it, it should be you know rare uh yeah i think that's all i'm gonna say on that for now <laughs> <laughs> fair enough fair enough okay i won't press you on press oh oh sorry that. sorry one more thing yeah. it i do because sorry i'm not i'm not a meat eater okay anymore. This is interesting. Um, yeah well it's it i just found my personal health yeah. is better without it although you know I, I'm a practitioner who works with the individual. So I don't tell my clients not yeah. to eat meat unless okay. I see there's a reason. Right, okay. But one thing I will say to people is to try and have organic meat, organic dairy. If you can't afford that, just try and make sure that the meat is grass fed. Okay. As opposed to grain fed. Um, right, okay. You know, yeah. I, I could go into all of that, but if Might there's anything, part to, two. <laughs> yeah, if there's anything to take away, just organic and grass-fed meat. Organic and grass. Okay, thank you, thank you so much for that gem. Um, you did a post recently uh, about the link between magnesium levels and cancer. Um, could you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah. So, a magnesium. I love magnesium. <laughs> so, uh, essentially, our diet is especially in the western world is so full of processed fats uh refined foods and is often devoid of magnesium right which could predispose us to a lack or even a deficiency of magnesium which is not good because magnesium is needed for so many things it's needed for over 300 biochemical reactions in the body it's needed for a healthy nervous system um, it's needed for dealing with your blood sugar levels it's needed for um, good sleep cellular energy production so many things and um, and so in, in relation to cancer studies have shown that the lower your magnesium intake the the higher your risk of developing cancer right okay and also, you know, with with some uh, chemo drugs um, that lower magnesium, uh, magnesium has to be administrated to pre prevent kidney damage. That's with some drugs. Okay. And then an interesting fact on magnesium and cancer is that, well, another one rather, is that a higher dietary intake of magnesium is associated with lower mortality um so what okay. does that mean lower death rate okay okay <laughs> of all causes really? so okay. that includes disease dying from wow. disease dying from cancer dying from an accident 
if your dietary intake, I'm not, this is science. I will send the paper to anyone who yeah. wants it. If if your dietary intake of magnesium is yeah. higher, you are less likely to die. Wow, that's amazing. So what what so what do we need to eat to you know mm. beef ourselves up with magnesium? Yes, so we need dark green leafy vegetables. Okay. These leafy vegetables are good, good, right? They're good, right? They are They're so good. This is why I have. This is why we got Popeyes, right? The, with the muscle, right? Yes. That's what. He, that's the message <laughs> he was trying to send us. The media okay. did something right there. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah, that's your spinach, your kale, your rocket. And then there are legumes, so black-eyed peas, kidney beans, chickpeas. There are um, nuts and seeds, so your pumpkin seeds, your almond nuts, your cashew nuts, your Brazil nuts. There's um, dark chocolate, which I know a lot of people will be happy with dark chocolate. (laughs) Yes, they Some people, not so much, but dark chocolate is one. Wow, that's Mm -hmm. amazing. And even, you know, whole grains and pseudo grains like quinoa and buckwheat. Wow, the vegetables are, are, are winning right now, I'm right? I'm telling they're you. Very, they're winning, wow. Yes. Eat your greens, people. Like, eat yeah, all the, the vegetables. Because variety is the spice yeah. of life. Yeah. When you eat a fairy diet, and especially, you know, different colors when it comes to your vegetables and fruits, you're actually eating different nutrients. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the nutrient that is good for your heart, like a pean, which is in the tomatoes, yeah. you're having that from tomatoes the nutrients as we talked about magnesium that is good for sleep you're having that in your dark green leafy vegetables so when you are having an array of things it's good moderation and variety spice of life (laughs) amazing 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 okay so another another area this is like probably this is probably a lot of people's resolution this year I want to get a six pack or okay. I want to lose weight or whatever, right? You know, they want to get their gym bod or their summer bod or whatever they want to call it, right? So I'm wondering what foods actually, you know, I shouldn't even say help you, but they kind of do. They help you to gain weight and what foods help you to lose weight? Okay. So, I mean, to gain weight, uh, well, it depends if you want to do it a healthy way or not, is to increase your carbs. Okay keeping it really simple okay so uh carbohydrate foods we know we know our rice our pastas but also the the starchy vegetables sweet potato cassava yam you know increasing the portion size of those will help you gain weight and you know just if you if it is your desire to gain weight in that way then you know just be aware of not reaching for bad carbs even increasing your um protein intake as well can help you build muscle mass you know um so your poultry your meat your eggs your uh, nuts your seeds yeah just overall when you when you do when you increase your your portions you will gain weight to to lose weight especially healthfully you 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 reduce your portion of carbohydrates you can do that and you may choose want to choose carbohydrates that have a low glycemic index or low glycemic load and what that means is you 
choose a carbohydrate that doesn't raise your blood sugar so quickly. Right. So once again, that's kind of going back to whole grain foods. But there's a whole, there's a plethora of lists on the internet um, and lists that I give my clients where the low um, GI, the low glycemic index foods are listed. So it's not too much of a struggle to work out what to eat. Because weight, weight loss is very largely about blood sugar and insulin balancing okay. blood glucose sugar and insulin balancing so when you start to reduce your um, carbohydrate intake safely healthily increasing the good fats increasing the protein that's a way to reduce the weight and just including those veg vegetables and fruits that are low GI as well, if you are looking at different ways to lose your weight. Okay, amazing, amazing. You know, as you were talking about protein and gaining weight, it just occurred to me that I took the decision maybe about a year, year and a half ago to stop. And this is, wasn't actually part of my list of questions. I just literally thought about it. I completely forgot about it. Protein powder, protein powder. I... I, and <laughs> I I stopped it for a very <laughs> weird reason. I stopped it because um, of bolding. Not that I'm bolding. I'm not bolding. <laughs> but I was reading somewhere that, um, again, I'm not a scientist, right? That, again, I don't even want to go too much into it. Not that protein powder makes you bold not that but there's some there's a link somewhere in terms of the intake of protein right so like you know what i'm gonna stop taking <laughs> taking this thing that is like a bit unnatural let me just eat as much as mm. i need to eat protein and then you know so i guess what what are your thoughts on protein powder because i i'd imagine most people who go to the gym are gonna make funny... probably sorry know, <laughs> consume that so yeah. yeah the funny thing is you know, my niche is not in sports nutrition. Yeah. Um, so I do give that as a disclaimer. So so I hear what you're saying in terms of you, you sensing that you want something more natural yeah. and you're not sure about the the powders. I'm aware that, you know, for instance, with whey, peop uh, whey protein, those who are don't do well with dairy, Sometimes they can potentially have a, okay. a reaction. So, yeah, at sports nutrition's not my niche. Okay, cool. <laughs> cool, cool, fair enough. So I'm just wondering, what are some quick wins that someone can um, implement today? If you can, if you can afford it, or if you want to invest in yourself, organic food. Have organic food, organic meat, organic veg, organic fruits. Lower your toxic load. That's one. We've already talked about healthy fats, your oily fish, using cold press oils and using coconut oil and avocado oil to cook with. Another quick win, reduce those sugar sweetened beverages, please. <laughs> and reduce refined foods, white flour foods, white rice, white pasta please okay. um, make Ooh. sure you're if you are going to have those types of food have the whole grain yeah um, version of it amazing yeah and increase the vegetables and fruit have i not said that i'm not sure i think we've said this <laughs> i mentioned organic Probably. but 
just increase the veg <laughs> and fruit intake, please. Amazing, amazing. I feel like I've learned so much from you today, Rochelle. And um, literally, I feel like it's changed my perception because I, I eat white rice, I eat white pasta. I do eat vegetables, but I probably don't eat as much vegetables as I should. And when you were saying that statistic about, you know, how many people died mm. and they could have just been eating, you know, more portions of vegetables, mm. good vegetables. Um, I was like, wow, that's startling. I didn't know that the impact was that big. Mm. And, um, you know, I, I hope for the listeners and watchers that they've managed to find something that they can use for the diet. And I think like a lot of these things are not, like things that are drastic it's not mm. saying that okay just cut out chocolate never eat chocolate again i think this is just something to introduce to to your diet so yeah really appreciate you um coming on the podcast today um what what do you have planned next for yourself first of all thank you for having me it's been just awesome just having this talk uh, what do i have planned next uh good question <laughs> um so i i am in the background working on a book okay. which is t it it might take me a while because i actually have uh, another book that i desire to do which is a spoken word book so as much as i love nutrition i love poetry and spoken word as i said it, it is a heart's desire to get more into the spaces where i'm dealing with bigger bigger groups of people and people who will affect the rest of society as well so schools um prisons so it's about reaching out and networking which is a word that you said earlier i think that's key um and yes i i need to start this podcast you and i might need to have a conversation yes in don't the worry I'm a, look i can do it <laughs> and i feel like there is something else um and also I, i'm considering considering getting more into corporate spaces and speaking to the workforce who are overworked stress yeah. lacking energy and i can just give them tips and tools that will help them um, not just become more effective employees but just you know better wellness within themselves at all times yeah amazing amazing i'm I'm looking forward to seeing what that journey's like mm. and um you know i hope I, I get the chance to uh talk to you about that again in the future as well that would uh, be i'm good. sure that the listeners and watchers would keep me accountable like a repeat. yeah exactly in mm -hmm. a, a repeat episode <laughs> just see how see how you're uh, growing the business um where can people find you so i am on i think most social media platforms um, my handle is L Rock Nutri. So that's E double L E R O C K N U T R I. L Rock Nutri. And that's YouTube. That's Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, LinkedIn. Uh, yeah, everywhere. Probably apart from Snapchat. So um, <laughs> please do connect with me there if you have any questions, if you want a discovery call happy to talk happy to chat amazing 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 and do you have any final words for watchers and listeners um hmm. i'd say read labels <laughs> anything you don't understand put it back down you know what's what generally is healthy and what generally is unhealthy 
every choice you make, you're opting for a healthier version of yourself or a slightly unhealthier version of yourself. So just remember what your goals are, what your dreams are and how health will help you and pick that food, eat that food, enjoy that spinach, enjoy that apple or whatever, you know, enjoy it. And yeah, just think and enjoy. Wow, amazing. That was powerful. <laughs> That's so. no no it was. That is it's true. You know what? When you put it like that, it's true. You everything you do, especially when it comes to your health and eating, is a choice, right? Mm-hmm. And I think if you're listening to this and you've now you you're now informed, right? Like me. Like I was not informed about this before. So now now we're informed, right? So I guess from this point and it's not our fault that we wasn't informed, right? Like, mm. you know, again, just like personal finance, which I talk about a lot on the podcast, it's not like we knew, right? Mm. Um now that we're informed, now we can make the correct informed decisions to right. make sure that we live a better, healthier, healthier life. So yeah, no, really, really appreciate you. Like I said, it was a very important conversation. Watchers, listeners, I hope that you've enjoyed this episode of The Takeover Experience. Uh, appreciate you watching and we'll see you next week's episode. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt. A classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.